Hey everyone, welcome back to DTID, the official FC Dallas podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Melser, and today I sat down with a special guest, Siki Nsambaleng, an FC Dallas midfielder who joined the club this offseason via the 2022 MLS Superdraft. Siki and I talked about his childhood in South Africa and how he learned the game, his experience at the 2010 World Cup, which was held in his home country, and eventually his college career here in the United States, which led him to his professional career here in Dallas. I hope you guys enjoy the show, and if you have any suggestions for future guests, please reach out to me on Twitter, at Garrett Melser. All right, Mr. Tsiki Nsambaleng, welcome to DTID. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing excellent, man. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Should be a fun one, but uh, let's get started. So you were born in Johannesburg, South Africa. What was your childhood like, and how did soccer come into the picture? Uh, so, yeah, I grew up in a small township outside of Johannesburg called uh, Davidton. And pretty much my whole life was just about soccer because my area is mostly dominated with soccer. So from an early age, all you see people do in the streets or what kids do is just kick around with the ball. So yeah, I got introduced to the game by my dad and then I kind of grew, like my love grew from it uh, since then. Mm-hmm. Um, once you know, so you learned the game on the street and in yards and whatnot. Did you? When did you join a soccer club and, and how did that process begin? Um, I think I joined my first soccer club when I was like eight, yeah, seven or eight, uh, and then it was just a local team. Um, so I just saw them training and then I went to the coach, just asked if I could get a touch or two, and yeah, from then on they took me in. From that age, was the the goal always to be professional, or was it more of a hobby for you at the time? Um, to be fair, at that time I was just enjoying the game. I couldn't really tell if I was gonna make it or not, but I was more interested in how like the game worked and stuff like that. So I just became more and more interested. Did you have any idols or favorite teams that you watched growing up? Mm, yeah, growing up, uh, my favorite uh, was probably the, the guy that they named me after, uh, Tiki. His name is Tawamoki. Yeah, he's one of the guys I used to look up to a lot. And then um, uh, outside of South Africa, I would say, obviously, a guy like Ronaldinho, Zidane, and Messi. I think, yeah, those are the... Top three. It's a solid three right there. <laughs> um, so you, I, I, your idol was someone you were named after, Tiki. Uh, yeah. Was he a Kaiser Chiefs player? I know that you played for Kaiser Chiefs as well in South Africa. Yes, uh, he was a Kaiser Chiefs player. He's a big legend back home. Uh, like he kind of revolutionized the game in some way, uh, especially in like how midfielders play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's why I loved him as well. Mm-hmm. What was it like playing in the in the youth setup for Kaiser Chiefs? And for anyone who doesn't know, that's one of, if not the biggest clubs in South Africa. Um, what was it like being part of that? Because were, were you were you raised as a fan of that team as well? Uh, yeah, so I started supporting them at an early age, but as I grew, I changed teams. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah, playing for Kaiser Chiefs, it was it came with a lot of pressure at the time because uh, the first team uh, wasn't winning a lot of trophies, so uh, it was us. It was up to us, the youth team, that to to at least bring something and I think that yeah when we did win something it meant a lot to the fans but like I said it was it was a lot of pressure but I really enjoyed it because I grew from that Mm -hmm. from my experience how old were you when you played for that club like what what were the ages that you were at before I came to the state so I was 19 
19, yeah. Okay, so that was after the World Cup then. Yeah, that's okay. Well, yeah. So, so, yeah. So let's talk about the 2010 World Cup. Um, and that, that was actually, for me, that was the first World Cup that I watched, like, all the way through in terms of, you know, like, you know, the opening game to the yeah. final. Every single game I could, I watched it. And nice. so I have some great memories from that. Like, the Vuvuzela, just yeah. the environment seemed, like, incredible <laughs> in the stadium. But you were living in Johannesburg, yeah. um, and that's where the final was. I think it was called, like, Soccer City or something yeah, like that. City, yeah, yeah, which is a great name. Um, but what was that whole experience like? Because it's the biggest tournament in the world and it's happening in your hometown. Yeah, it was really amazing to see like different people from different cultures just coming into South Africa trying to learn about our unique and, and diverse culture and I think for me it helped us a lot in terms of like um, creating jobs for, for certain people especially from the area where I'm at mm-hmm. uh, where I'm from to, to say uh, like there's a lot of high uh, unemployment so it's kind of tough to get jobs but when the World Cup came it kind of helped a lot of people with that including my family of course and then yeah it was it was really nice a nice experience to see all like the world stars come to to your country and get to watch them. Some uh, meet some of them, so it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite memory from that? Maybe Chabalala's goal in the <laughs> opening game, or yeah, that was one of them. But what I would say was the goal from Ozil when he scored when I was at the stadium. They played Ghana, mm-hmm. so he scored a nice goal at the top of the 18. That was that was really nice for me. Was that the quarterfinals? I think maybe no. That was, was the it? last game of the group. Stage. Oh, last okay group yeah, stage. Yeah, okay, yeah. so that was before Ghana knocked out the yeah. United States. <laughs> Because okay. I, I remember that Ghana and the U.S. have had a have had a tough one, or well, for the U.S. at least. Yeah. So I, you told me when I interviewed you maybe a couple of weeks after you arrived here in Dallas, and you said that um, you'd often been told that you were too small to play. Um, yes. But being in South Africa, watching Spain win the World Cup with the midfielders they have, who are not physically imposing players, they're technically gifted. That was a big moment for you. Yes, that was a big moment for me because. Uh, just seeing them dominate uh, guys that were so-called called big at that time uh, for me was an inspiration and a learning curve because I remember um, me and my my dad uh, used to watch a lot of uh, I think it was Spain and Brazil because uh, we always felt like South African players are similar to 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 them mm-hmm. so I was trying to just like take some tips learn and like on how to deal with the stuff that they deal with in like physical more physical and stronger players you know so I think it helped me because uh, coming into college I anticipated the physicality that might come with it so from then on I think I was ready and I was yeah you, yeah. you mentioned college there, um, yeah. so that's kind of the next question I had for you. How did you end up playing um, originally for Coastal Carolina before Oregon State, which is where you're drafted out of? Uh, okay, so uh, the assistant coach at the time at uh, Coastal Carolina is uh, Carl Tim. He is South African, so he's the one that reached out to me after um, I represented Kansas Chiefs and, and the national team. And then he gave me like uh, a full scholarship, kind of explained to me like, okay, if you come to the US, these are the paths to pro and like, these are the challenges you might face. And then after discussing it with my family and and uh, and my advisors, we felt like it's a, it's a great opportunity, not just for me to, to get a proper education, but to also like, you know, play soccer. Mm-hmm. 
Was the goal to always play professional soccer going to college? Was that the path that you wanted to take to professional soccer? Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like that was my way out of South Africa in a way. Not saying South Africa is, is bad in anything, but I felt like um, I always wanted to explore the world, mm-hmm. go out there and see what the world has in store for me. So yeah, college uh, came across and then I was like, yeah, I'm happy with it. What was that transition like from going up to in South Africa to going playing college soccer in the United States? Like, was was there like a big learning curve in terms of the soccer or in the cultural a bit like a cultural transition or what was that whole thing like cuz you were a young guy, you know, 19 and years old or so? Yeah, it was it was really challenging at first. Like I said, the physicality and then like uh you then you get to learn that the game is not only about your skills and like what you can do on the ball but also like there's a defensive aspect to it and there's a lot of effort you need to put in. I think that's one of the biggest things I learned while playing college soccer that you can be as good as you want but if you're not willing to put in the work or if you're not willing to make that extra run it's gonna be tough for you to to make it out of that level because there's a lot of talented and good players in, in college soccer so the the competition is pretty high mm-hmm. yeah so what did you study in the in your undergrad? Uh, sports and fitness administration. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's similar to sports management. Mm-hmm. And that's what your uh, master's was in? No, my uh, master's was in student services. Actually. Oh, okay, that's right, that's yeah, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. If you hadn't have gone the professional soccer route, what do you think you would have done with that education or would you have gone a different route? Yeah, because the reason I took student services was um, I wanted to uh, help like kids that come from a similar background come make uh, help them come to the United States whether it's through scholarship or through work mm-hmm. so yeah with that with that um, master's degree I think it would have allowed me to be in a administration positions in in college mm-hmm. and then so that I can easily facilitate those activities to bring them in is that something that you're still interested in after your career yes hundred percent even mm-hmm. like right now I know a lot of players from South Africa trying to reach out and obviously for me still a transition but I think once I'm settled and everything at a professional level I'll, uh, I'll make sure to open doors for others that's awesome man that's really cool to hear so you were you were at Coastal Carolina for a while um, but you were drafted out of Oregon State correct yes what uh, what made you pick Oregon State for, for your masters and, and also your soccer career uh, to be honest uh, my decision to go to Oregon State was mostly um uh, pushed by the fact that they have a good soccer program mm-hmm. so uh, and uh, when the coach Terry Boss was recruiting me he he explained to me his culture his stuff uh, and stuff like that so I was interested because to be honest he didn't only show like interest in me as a player but he showed it to me as like a student mm-hmm. like an, an, and like an overall figure so mm-hmm. I was like okay this guy doesn't just need me for my soccer abilities but he sees more in me mm-hmm. so I was there uh, that's why I made the decision how did you deal with the weather there it's super rainy <laughs> in that part of the country yeah it's pretty rainy I mean the first um, two three months were tough because I also came in the winter mm-hmm. so it was raining and a bit colder than, than in South Carolina but once I got a hung of that I think yeah I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed my time there 
And you did really well there. And, yeah. of course, that's where you were drafted from. Yes. Um, but I think when I spoke to you right after the draft, you know, it might have been 30 minutes after, you said you weren't even expecting to get drafted. Is that, is that right? And why was that? Yes, uh, because um, when the final list for, for the players to go to the combine came out, I wasn't in that list. So I didn't make the – I didn't go to the combine. So, like – uh, obviously, there were a lot of questions. I didn't know what was gonna happen since I didn't go to the to the to the combine. But then, um, uh, a couple of days before the the draft, I had um, uh, my coaches like were texting me like a couple of teams were also interested, including FC Dallas, that they spoke to. But they told me that nothing is finalized. Obviously, so we're gonna see on draft day so yeah that's why when it happened i was i was surprised mm-hmm. yeah what was your mindset like when you weren't in, uh, invited to the combine and it's like you know did you feel like you know maybe maybe the dream isn't going to happen right now or, or were you confident how, how did you feel uh so my my i, I kept on training because I, I believe that like something will come up because I was looking to God for tryouts and stuff like that. Uh, that's all we do when you know, when he, if you don't get drafted, that was the the plan B to kind of like stay ready for for anything. But uh, to be fair, I stayed ready for the right reasons. Yeah, I was ready for preseason when I came, so it helped me a lot. It worked out perfectly then. Yeah. What was that moment like when you heard your name called and by FC Dallas, and not only you're getting drafted in the first round, FC Dallas traded up to get you. You know, what, what was that like? Did you feel special? You know, did you feel like okay, this I've, I've made it, or you know, what was it like? Yeah, to be honest, it was. I was surprised at first, but then after a couple of days, when everything started to like sink in, you know. And then I understood like what they went through in order to get the spot, obviously. And then for me, it was like, okay, they have invested uh, that much in you. That means they obviously see something, but I gotta go out there and prove it that, Mm -hmm. you know, I deserve to be here and uh, I deserve the spot that they gave me. Mm -hmm. Was that a difficult thing moving from college soccer to professional soccer? What was the transition like on and off the field? Yeah, it's it's obviously a big jump, you know, because like uh, uh, professional soccer, like you, like it says itself, it's professional, you know, everything is done to a certain standard, and I felt like um, the quality and uh, the pro level was way higher. It's more intense, you know, the speed of mm-hmm. play. Like, there's a lot of small details that go into the game mm-hmm. as compared to like college, where where I said before, some teams are not as good, but. They put in so much effort that it covers for for everything that they don't have. So yeah, coming into the into the MLS and in uh, a big league like this, it's been it's been a quite a tough transition, I would say, especially in preseason mm-hmm. when you get here, you're a little bit nervous, not knowing if you're gonna get the contract or not. <laughs> but I think once you get a hang of everything and how things work, it it, it becomes a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. What about off the field? You know, what's it like moving to to North Texas? Oh, North Texas is a real nice place to be honest and I would say now I have more free time obviously I'm not taking any classes or anything like that so it's 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 been really nice getting to you know do my own thing uh, meet some new people out here yeah I really love North Texas it's pretty cool it's good to hear um this might sound like a weird question, but so you, you've been a substitute, I think, five times. You just scored your first goal, and we'll talk about that, the goal later. Um, but, you know, you're playing ahead of the other two players who were drafted um, by FC Dallas in the draft, and, and you're, you're playing ahead of a lot of really talented players. Like, do you feel like this start has gone better than you maybe expected when you first heard your name called? 
Yes, yeah. To be honest, um, I don't know why, but uh, according to like the history and stuff of the MLS and the the players that get drafted there, most of them obviously get sent to the second team and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that was what I was prepared for mentally, you mm-hmm. know, just to make sure that okay, even if I do get in that contract, uh, I might still go have to prove myself mm-hmm. in the second team and then come come forward to the first team but then the way it happened was really surprising and to be honest I'm happy with it you know mm-hmm. yeah it's part of the growth that makes sense and you deserve it man it's it's been a, a, a joy to watch you to watch you play but we talked about or mentioned it earlier the goal against yeah. Houston you know <laughs> you sparked a comeback against you know this club's biggest rivals yeah. in, a, in a packed house it was it was an awesome day for to watch it but what was it like to be the guy who scored that goal 87th minute to spark a comeback to get three points what was that moment like for you personally and professionally uh to be uh to be honest uh professionally is like my first goal obviously it's exciting and i was happy to to score it but in the moment of the goal all i thought of, uh, about at that point was we're gonna have to come back and win this game you mm-hmm. know that's why i hence I didn't celebrate and stuff like that because i believed like my team is good enough to do it and with the momentum that we had especially in the second half yeah it was just like let's go for it that makes sense that's why I saw you run for the ball <laughs> yeah I didn't notice that um, at first watching um, but then when I was watching replays I saw you sprint yeah. to the ball I was like that yeah. that takes some wherewithal to score your first ever goal in a game like that and the yeah. first thing you think of is let's go get another one yes. that's that's impressive that's really cool um and, and more on that moment, what what did it mean to your family, who of course helped you, you know, every step of the way to get here? What was that like for them? And do they, are they able to watch the games live, or are they watching replays? How's, how does that work? Yes, so they're able to watch uh, uh, some of the games because there's a TV provider back home which has uh, two ESPN channels. Okay. So yeah, sometimes they get to watch it. Sometimes they get. Um, there's this website they wa- they use. I don't know what mm-hmm. it's called, but yeah, there's this website they use, and so yeah, when the after the game, I remember getting a long uh, voice note from my dad, uh, just like congratulating me and like how emotional he was on the phone, and I was just like, yeah, I'm happy to have. Uh, done that for him you know for mm-hmm. my family even though I wish they would have been at the stadium to to able to witness that but anyway to get to see them to bring that joy to them through like something like that to me is just special that's awesome man and are you able to to go see them often I mean you lived in the United States for a few years now like have they been able to come over here you, you're able to go back home what's that like uh so I usually try to visit about once a year mm-hmm. but yeah but but last year I couldn't go because like after we had the season obviously I had to prepare for like mm-hmm. whatever that comes but yeah I try to go once a year are there any plans for them to come here and watch you play in, in Oh, yes, yes, of course. We are working on that. We are working on getting them some visas and to see to come see uh, the, the U.S. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, last one for you. Um, and there might be a follow-up, so I can't say last one. I shouldn't no. say last one. <laughs> no we'll see. Um, but career-wise, like, what do you want to achieve? I know you played for the South African Youth National Team. Yes. Is, is the full senior national team, on, like, is that something, is that the ultimate goal for you, or, or what else? Yes, of there? course. Uh, I think it's every player's dream to represent their nation, you know. So, yeah, that's part of my dream as well. And also, I want to I wanna win some trophies. I want to win some championship here at FC Dallas, being my first professional club, you know. So I'm willing to give them everything I have because this opportunity they gave me a lot of people denied me that opportunity but yeah um, hopefully get to the playoffs with FC Dallas go as far as possible in the US Open Cup and then yeah 
win the championship if possible. I, I hope so, man. Yeah. Uh, what about Kaiser Chiefs? Would you ever want to go play back home? Uh, it would depend, but as of now, now my focus is at FC Dallas. Awesome, man. That's great. Thank you so much for your time, CK. I really appreciate it, and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you for having me.